talking with words. Welcome back to Talking with Words. You're here with Rob, Ryan, David, Sally, Cameron, Taylor. It's a full fucking house. <laughs> Speaking of houses, we're going to watch House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> a Rob Zombie gem. That was his first actual film, other than music videos, with his... Was that a child? It sounded like one. Yeah, there's a kid coming up. Why don't we just uh, go ahead and start with the parents' guide, then I'll go from there so you can beat it. Okay, this parents' guide. It's a scary one, folks. <laughs> Rated R for strong, st- sadistic, violence, gore, <laughs> sexuality, and language. You got Sex it. and nudity is moderate. Violence and gore, severe. <laughs> Profanity, severe. Do you need to know how many times they say that? Damn is said four times. God damn is eight times. Just so you know. Alcohol, drugs, and smoking is mild. And frightening and intense scenes is severe. But let me tell you why. Because in this movie, there's more than one instance where you see a poster for two missing young boys. Those boys are actually pictures of Rob Zombie and his brother. (gasps) The uh, lead singer I found him. of Power Man 5000 5, oh. when they were kids. Huh. That is why it's so scary. That's the scary part? Would you say not, that this is not like the merman? worlds collide? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I just try to give some trivia because y'all know that's my favorite part. The anyway, sca- The scary part is it. that this is what your kids can turn into. It's too late. This is what it's like. It's way too late. Yeah, she's there with a fucking axe right now, waiting on the stairs. <laughs> so I, I heard something about pictures of two. Missing well done, Taylor. You dumb shit. <laughs> Dick. Two missing boys. Do you think Kiefer Sutherland is going to show up in this one? Do you think they're lost or missing? I mean, is there a difference? Sometimes. Two are they are they nervous when they try and bite uh, an actor that only acts like every eight years? I don't know. He's in a lot of commercials these days. Tell you what, that video of him jumping into that Christmas tree is one of the funniest fucking things I have ever seen in my life and will ever see. And if you don't know what I'm talking about... I don't know what you're talking about. Google. Oh, man. Kiefer Sutherland takes down Christmas tree. (laughs) It is pretty good. It's amazing. (laughs) He was good in Zoolander, too. That's that's where you get Kiefer Sutherland from? <laughs> You're talking about every eight years. I'm thinking of the last eight years. You guys are a champion <laughs> of acting. That's the most recent I've seen. <laughs> All right. If you have not seen House of Thousand Corpses, it's described as two young couples traveling across the backwoods of Texas searching for urban legends of murder end up as prisoners of a bizarre and sadistic backwater family of serial killers. Hooray. Which we know now is the Firefly Firefly family. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Ryan dressed up like old Captain Spaulding for my birthday that most of you didn't come to, David. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else before we start here? How many corpses are there actually? Right. Let's find out. Let's. How many corpses to the center of a lollipop? Let's find out. <laughs> Check. She was, she was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Superstar. Oh, she was a she was a she was a high flyer spinner. Yeah, yeah. Where uh, what happened to Sherry she's, and Terry? She's in retirement with Chris Kattan. <laughs> she's probably just hanging out with Terry O'Quinn. Motherfucking Kattan. Oh, you fucker. That might be my favorite line from Nope. Chris, motherfucking Kattan. <laughs> Wait, there's a reference. Have you seen Nope? No, we nope. we went over this. Oh, did we? I don't yeah. remember stuff. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, you drove home last night. <laughs> that was a mistake. <laughs> hey, so how about a House of Thousand Corpses, folks? Hey, is that what we watched? I only counted 968, but 
I just I just want to point out really quickly that I think the the house that they lived in was the end stage of what your house is going to be, Rob. <laughs> I can only hope so. So okay, I point point of, of contention. Is the house of a thousand corpses the house where they reside or the underground lair? I think it's, it should probably be property of a thousand corpses. The estate of the estate of a thousand. Okay, yeah. or, okay, or, okay, or okay. maybe it, maybe it's not talking about uh, land or a home, but it's referring to the family, their house. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I subscribe to that. I subscribe to that. You don't even have a magazine subscription. What are you talking about? I did when I lived here. I had Playboy <laughs> <laughs> for the articles. That's how. Yeah, and the tits. I think I fucking hate this movie. I don't know. I, maybe Ooh. I maybe I hate Rob Zombie. Oh, that's good. You need you need some disagreement. I think I hate Rob Zombie. Can't all be jerking each other. Hold on a second. Are we saying that Taylor doesn't like a film? <laughs> Holy shit balls! <laughs> Look, I'm snooting out hard on this House of a Thousand Corpses. Rob Zombie uh, first features his first movie. Yep. Yeah. It definitely came across. Here's, here's, here's the reason I think I had such a problem with it is because I felt like this is an imitation of. Or a homage. Uh, oh, of a John Waters movie. Nope. Yep. Just hit every switch. <laughs> it's on the inside. There you go. Stop. Got it. John Waters. Yeah, I, I felt like this was a lot of uh, John Waters' station. Sorry, I need to do a quick aside here. Uh, I apologize, Please. Taylor. No, but, um, I think we just saw definitive proof that uh, Cameron would not survive uh, meeting the killer clowns. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> because you have to be you have to be able to go and push the right buttons. <laughs> Immediately, the first time, first try. One, two, three, four, and beep, you're out. Uh, I think you just hit every switch other than <laughs> At least three times. Also, I can still hear the fucking fan. I don't know what you're talking about. The fan is still no, going. He's, he's talking about the fan above us. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the shitter fan. It's not on, man. Oh, yeah, it is. It should be because Taylor was in there for a while. Hey, cut that out. Nah, that stays. I don't get the John Waters reference, but I will say that I feel that it is heavily reliant on, almost crutch-like reliant on camera motion to instigate anxiety in the viewer it's just like the most basic ass shot is he wanted to make a 70s grindhouse movie no 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 i I get it that's what he made well but then not to you know get off of this movie but if you go through his catalog even from this to devil's rejects is way more refined on his ability to make you feel uncomfortable without campy zoom sure well i mean as a director he's definitely grown yep you can see from this to Devil's Rejects to Halloween 1 and 2 and then like Lords of Salem we were talking about. Yeah. Lords of Salem is shot very well. Where these are more... He wanted to make a... <laughs> a, a point of uh, his love of Grindhouse movies. Yeah. <laughs> that was a uh, demon sneeze. Oh, there's another one in Get there. Get out of him. Yeah, exactly. Get out of him. Uh, I just I don't know, like the the stuff. There there's several shots in here that are shot like a fucking sitcom. (laughs) There it is. That that are shot like a sitcom, and like it's funny. Like it's genuinely there's some good laughs in there. (laughs) Fucking shit, dogs. But it's like uh, if he knew how to make, if he if he knew how to make compelling horror. In this, I feel like the movie would have been more effective. But instead, it comes off as just funny. Like, uh, the line where he's like, Did I ruin your day? Like, that is funny. It's genuinely funny in the movie. But if, if he... Did I messy your day? Yeah. Well, if, if, he, if he knew how to shoot it a little bit better, a little more effectively, then it would have been really, Oh, that's really unnerving and terrifying. Well, I think you make a good point, but the question is, What was he going for? Was he going for genuine horror? Because... If so, I agree. You're right. He didn't hit it. I didn't get the feeling that's really what he was aiming uh, to create. I think it started with, hey, I want this to be a funny... No, yeah. It's, part it's, of it's, a, it's a comedy horror film. Yeah. When you start with Sig Haig telling somebody they're going to kick their balls up into their chest... When you cast Rain Wilson as the <laughs> first murder victim, I mean... 
I mean, when you cast uh, this is Walton before Goggins, Rain, right? <laughs> yes. anyone? Yeah, it was anybody right? Oh. He was just trying to. He was at least in Galaxy Quest before this, for sure. Yeah, but he wasn't nobody in Galaxy. No, Quest. he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He was. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, is that is that him? You think? It's gotta be. Yeah. I haven't done any blow right, tonight. And starting again from the top. <laughs> 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 oh God. No, but I think uh, the you know the body horror stuff, and I'm definitely personally desensitized way more than I was when I saw this in theaters. Agreed. Back in '99. Agreed. But it's also because effects have gotten so much better, and this was a cheap film to make. Yeah. And I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, "God damn, this is horrible!" Like, I remember the the Merman with Rain Wilson. I was like, "Ugh!" Like, got a little peckish. No, wait, that's hungry. The I opposite, was hungry. The opposite. Peakish. Nauseous. This time I was like, oh, that's they actually did a pretty good job with nothing on, on him this time around. And I realized, oh, I'm desensitized to the horror of what well, the body horror films. I think once once Saw came out, we Agreed. all got uh, there. That's exactly they, where my mind went to. Yeah. And, and, and I'll be honest, that's that's not something, like, so Saw in particular, that's not something I really enjoy watching, because it's just it's just too much. Same with, like, Eli um, Roth, Hostel. But this one, uh, kind of going back to what you were saying, Taylor, is they did some gory stuff, but they had an element of humor in there, because it was just, it was kind of just ridiculous. Like, it, it wasn't people getting super serious about what they were doing, and uh, making it some weird psychological, or, you know, trying to add depth to it, uh, is what I'm trying to say what they did was they just had these people that are clearly crazy but they're having a good time and you're kind of just just like okay this is uh, I shouldn't be laughing but this is so absurd that I kind of am which, well, which you know I thought the actors a lot of the actors some of them were not great but some of them were fucking good I, th- I thought they were they were delivering I think everyone like, delivered on the role I, yeah. that they were given I, yeah, yeah I agree um, I, guess, I think, I to, to David's on. point, I think a lot of this was homages to other things that he wanted to you know, give a fan letter to. Like, it felt very Texas Chainsaw Massacre the with the family, with the house, Chainsaw. with exactly. no matter what happened, you were and still going to get caught. Having, like, the dinner at the long table is straight out of Texas He literally Chainsaw. had the grandpa that yep. didn't really do anything, but he was around, which that's 100% Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. And then you have the... The skinning of people and wearing of the skins. And it's hard to say who the, I mean, who the one-to-one is there. Who's your daddy? I mean, <laughs> they literally wore his face exactly. and yeah, chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of things they were wearing, uh, one of you pointed out that there was a lot of Hot Topic-looking stuff. And oh, cheap-ass. Oh, tiny. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, as soon as you said that, I started paying attention. I'm pretty sure that I went in and at least the bought out at least one Hot Topic store at the time and yeah. used that to flush out. Oh, Pigs everything. is beautiful. Oh, that was, yeah. that was spot on as the sheriff comes into Captain Spaulding. But also, <laughs> the guys, the, the, bear, the bear cloak hood thing he was wearing, I love it. And yeah. let's, we didn't really talk no about this. No, no, no point of clarification. Just, it just no, has it. Yeah, this is just a thing that. that is around. I mean, that guy looks like he, he would have one. Zero lines. <laughs> no lines in the whole movie. He just drove a cop car around in the field and had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't talk about this earlier, and I would totally forgotten how many people were in this. We had Rain Wilson, Sid Haig, Bill Mosley, Walton Goggins, Chris Hardwick. Um, Sherry Moon. Sherry Moon. Matt McGregor was yeah. yeah. It's a lot of people were this for such a small film, but of course half of it was Rob Zombie just casting people he enjoyed being around. I feel like because some of the I think we've even talked about this before. One of the weird interviews uh, after this that came out was when Rain was doing The Office, and it was an interview with him and Rob Zombie, and Rain was like, "We should have you just in one episode." And you can just pull a gym and like look at the camera and go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that that continues. I mean, you look at what Jordan Peele did in Us, having Tim Heidecker. It's like I just like that guy. I want to put yeah, him. In my I, I want to be around him. Yeah. <laughs> so let's walk through it a little bit more chronologically. God damn it! I had this. Ooh, you were right. doing so good. Mm, I was. I was doing so great until I sneezed one time. Oh. And, and now I'm dead. It opens up on. The gas station with the clown waving, and I will never forget the first time I saw fried chicken and gasoline. It's just a great, we don't fucking care 
opening. Like you, you know what you're getting into at yeah. this point. If that's what we're advertising here, phenomenal. And then the opening scene doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the movie. It's just Spalding's place trying to get robbed by two guys and it going horribly, horribly wrong. Which I feel like those guys, those were local guys. Like they should have known better. They yeah. they definitely should have because even the guy called him out. Yeah, the uh, the little fella, the, the old guy trying to sell the signed nudie pic. Yeah, it was definitely in something. I can't I can't play yeah. some. Don't go don't go to that gas station. People don't come back from that one. Yeah, and then the uh, the guy that I also love that the the guy that came in with the axe and the huge bobblehead that oh, cut yeah. him up was pushing the cart in the. Uh, Horror ride, like it wasn't on rails or anything. He's just pushing a fucking (laughs) like. You mean uh, Quentin Tarantino's more handsome brother? (laughs) (laughs) He was a fella. Like that he like swept her hair and she blamed her boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Very uh, Buffalo Bill or Hannibal style. You know, there was uh, at at that opening one. One of the things that I noticed that I, I thought was a little more quality than your typical like low budget film. When uh, when the main guy who's robbing Spalding, yeah, when he fires his gun into the ceiling, ceiling stuff falls down and yeah. falls on him. And he's like, like <laughs> yeah, in a shittier movie, they'd have been like, ah, fucking whatever. Wait, but like, wait, what falls on him? Like ceiling popcorn, popcorn ceiling shit. It's probably ceiling asbestos stuff? based yeah. on that location. Ceiling stuff. <laughs> ceiling stuff. <laughs> stuff from the ceiling. And what's the technical term, asswipe? I, I don't know. Like. Stop laughing at me, then. <laughs> ceiling I just, material. I just, I just love the description ceiling stuff. Ceiling stuff. It's apt. It's funny. The roof. I also like that as soon as they come in and say, put your hands up, Spalding puts his hands up and two middle fingers. <laughs> yeah. But like, like, this. like backwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, he was good. I, I thought, and, and that's, that's another thing where I was just kind of disappointed. I thought he was intimidating on certain parts. Like, He's pretty fucking terrifying. Well, not to get out of chronological, but I definitely remember, and, and this is definitely poisoned by the rest of the Firefly family, but I thought that Sid Haig was more in on it than he was. He yeah. basically just drives the car, and then it like picks up immediately, and Devil's Rejects is like, oh, he was a part of it the whole time kind of thing. But <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah. you really have no idea. And so if this is your first time, when she gets in the car, you're like, oh, she made it. Like, he's going to take her to the cops. <laughs> nope. Which, and you don't think about it, until they do make Devil's Rejects, but you see Grandpa, but you don't see Dad. Yeah. And then you find out, oh, he's the dad, and he was actually kind of sending them out to find Dr. Zayden because he was trying to send his kids some, you know, something to do on Halloween, something yeah, fun, a yeah, yeah. little, little treat. Which, if you walk up to that house and there's babies nailed to the walls, and she's like, ah, this is what I do with my dolls. Like, yeah, I think I might get another run. Much. She's like, oh, okay, this is this is great Halloween decoration. It was Sherry Moon, so, I mean, you might be like, all right, I'm going to give it one pass, but if, as soon as I walk in the house, oh, shit, no, there's blood everywhere. I'm leaving. What what control Rain Wilson had? I mean, I understand he's got a fear boner, like nobody's business, but <laughs> such restraint. I mean, he had to just be broken by it. Yeah. And then we have the tire shootout with the bear skin man. John Cena. Soon, soon to be uh, the tow truck man, RJ. That would be Rufus Junior. Uh, yes. Like a like a dentist passing out candy on Halloween, just RJ. feeding his own business. Yeah, yep. yeah. That guy was quite an entrepreneur. You know, he's the only one in the family that was holding down a job. Exactly. Trying to, he's, exactly. he's just that, I want to see a movie where that guy's just stressed. All these all these family members of his are killing people and kidnapping people, and he's trying to hold it all together. That was him. So, you want to see the Charlie work episode That's right. this That's right. <laughs> that was his moment with the sheriff. He's like, all right, at least I get to do donuts in the cop car. That's that's how I relieve my stress. That was my favorite scene with him. Yeah. <laughs> now i got to take all these bodies back to the shed. Damn it. He's not getting paid. He's, they're killing him before they pay for the tow truck services. Yeah, well, that's I mean, true. Could, well, it was the 70s, I guess. They got cash. <laughs> Or $3 Phillips. And then we get to... I, th- I think Rain is in the house with Baby. And she's doing her little sexy... Uh, I mean, she was pretty much just the bait. Well, is there anything we wanted to say about when the teens rock up to the uh, gas station, go through the murder ride in there? I feel like they get the best of Sid Haig in that moment. I mean, that's definitely him milking it. Yeah. He's making a meal out of that, that ride. 
what would yeah. you like to say about it? Well, I just I thought it was I thought it was excellent that they he like sets the tone of what then goes on to be like the fire family's firefly family's beef of you know you're just crashing us simpletons it's like he's the first one that calls him out of like oh I'm a, I'm a subject of your book like I give a shit about that yeah and like really hams it up and gets Rain Wilson like on his back heels just to turn around and be like I'm just fucking with you and it's I mean it's all just to get them to go like. He, he introduces the Dr. Satan mythos just so they would go look for it since they were talking about their filming and they're doing... And also the fact that Rain Wilson's like, wake up the girls and get the camera. It's like, Rain Wilson would never be driving around with girls <laughs> that need to be woken up unless they need to be, you know, woken up. <laughs> well, and I think that's a good point is like, that's kind of a, a sequitur from the holdup is like literally as they walk in the door, he's mopping up the blood from killing the, uh, the holdup artists. Yeah. He's just like, all right, I've had enough tonight. I don't need this shit going on. And then they come in and he's like, all right, we're doing the murder ride. <laughs> also, I don't remember Chris Hardwick other than like the talking dead stuff that he did. So seeing him in this, well, he's attack of the show before that. I don't, Oh, that's not that's yeah. not one for that's me. What, that's what Olivia Munn is from. Oh, I remember Olivia Munn from that. I don't remember yeah, him yeah, from that. The, uh, the other guy. That's you him. know for for probably pretty good reason. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what I remember, and I'm glad you brought that up, is during the first season of The Walking Dead, when you'd have a really you know they, they use a lot of silence, a lot of tense moments in, in that first season at least, and hmm. you would you would have it cut from there to commercial and it was immediately Chris Hardwick yelling at the TV like and apparently that's also how he acts because Diggy Jar Jar knew if you remember he did that for an episode or two and then I think they just made him stop because he toned it way down after that except until the the his talking dead came on and then he's like hey that was a crazy episode let's see uh, let's go and uh, see all these zombies which, which was fine we just didn't need that during the show exactly know? yeah <laughs> and that's pretty much what he did in this uh, apparently he only has one one level of media eleven it's definitely eleven cocaine that's what it is after after we get baby and all that. We get introduced to Otis, and Bill Mosley fucking crushes that role. Agreed. Uh, phenomenally, where he's preaching to the the missing five cheerleaders, the chained up cheerleaders. I feel like he also gains hair throughout it. Like in that first scene, he's like clearly bald on top. Just I thought the same thing. It gets fuller as the movie goes on. <laughs> Which I was thinking about it even more than that because uh, I follow it on Instagram. And his Instagram tag is Bill Chop Top Mosley. So it's got to be like wig pieces. And they just forgot how many wig pieces they put on <laughs> throughout the movie. Just put some more. It's like, uh, what, Frau Farvisna's moving mole? Right. Yeah, it just continues. Was it, was it, the, was it the, uh, or the, the hump from Igor? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Mel Brooks. <laughs> Let's see. Somebody, somebody else got anything before we get into where we start killing everyone? Oh, I, I think I think it was a good point that Mama Firefly makes a hell of an entrance. She's, oh, she's yeah, she excellent does. when she comes down. Um, not Stifler's mom? Not Stifler's not mom. mom. Not Stifler's mom, but equally as, uh, Fucking close. as Mrs. Robinson, for yeah. sure. I think I'd rather... Uh, Ooh, Firefly. Oh, all right. Mom. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. You're dead. Worth it. Death by snooze now. Oh. <laughs> uh, the mind is willing, but the flesh is, <laughs> is weak. It's spongy. Spongy and weak. <laughs> also, I like when the uh, the cops come in to talk to Spalding about the uh, the kids. It's like, have you seen these kids? It's like, what are you, reporter from the Daily Asshole? <laughs> like, Sid just had the best lines in this whole movie. And and facial features, like even when he's not giving a one-liner, he's just like, like incredulous, like. Bleh. He's got the bug eye yeah, thing going on yeah, the whole time. Absolutely. You know, really, overall, the dialogue was one of the best things in this in this movie because, you know, a lot of the scenes were ridiculous, but most of the things they said were just crazy. I mean, you got so when you think about it, you've got these people who the car broke down, they get brought into this house, and yeah, it's weird, but they're being incredibly rude. Um, but it's funny because the stuff they're saying is just so fucked up. Yeah, 
Well, and like even when when baby, man, these mics are they're yeah. hot. Uh, <laughs> what if you got the gain set on? Uh, I've got that new mixer. I'm gonna have to work with that later. Era, era. But even when baby's playing with Hardwick, she's like, "I'm gonna ask you a question, and if you get it right, I'll let you go. If you get it wrong, you're fucked." <laughs> and then she scalps him, mm-hmm. only partially. Didn't look like it when she put him in the bunny suit, and it was just like blood, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, but he still had the old man. Top going around the sides. It's just a flesh wound. Yeah. Uh, flesh wound. It's a flesh wound. He's getting better. <laughs> well, I, I, think, I think to that point, I, just the, the the timing of dialogue is impeccable. And I think that is a huge kind of nod to Rob Zombie to get right in his first movie, especially when it's supposed to be a horror movie. Now, granted, it does have that grindhouse horror attached to it, but... Or comedy, sorry, but like, yeah, the comedic timing of the dialogue exchanges is perfectly. Bill Mosley's the best. He doesn't let people finish the last word, and he's already going into his responses, yeah. which just makes it land so much funnier. Yeah. Well, every character in the the family nailed the comedy bit because comedy's probably a little bit harder than horror to do. Right. right. Oh, hundred percent. Because the timing has got to be perfect. Whereas horror, you can still do jumps and you can still do some shifting. Agreed. And you had things that we all laughed at that were within the horrible moments. Like you had when uh, Otis went to answer the door and he looked over at Grandpa and Grandpa, he's like, I'm going to take care of this like I always do, you old fuck. And Grandpa just gives him the finger. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and then points forward. <laughs> yeah. Like little things like that. And then you have like Tiny down there with the chick and he's got his little uh, dog, dog dish bowl. and he's yeah. just slurping out of the spoon. And it's you know you've got like thirty seconds of that, and she goes, "Let me go," and he just leans over and unties her. <laughs> You're like, "Oh yeah, this is not going to end well for yeah. anyone." Otis catches her, brings her back down, and Tiny's just like, "Eh." Yeah, he goes, he goes, "What the fuck?" And he just kind of gives a little shrug, like, eh. "Not my job." Speaking <laughs> of speaking of Tiny, you know, I I think every scene with him shows that this family really they love each other. I mean, they may be terrible people, but they love each other because if you look at the first time you see Tiny, he's wearing what is clearly a home knitted sweater. Like someone made that for him. Someone put in hundreds of hours to make that massive sweater yeah. of his frame. <laughs> You're yeah. talking about the red uh, red sweater with the skull and crossbones on it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Someone made that for him. And, and he's wearing the mask. It's special, yeah. It's and a, then even his bowl had his name on it. Someone took oh, the time to label that. the bowl. It's yeah, a, the uh, dog bowl had the, uh, it's a tiny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree. And I, I think, I think, um, more than one person thought of it at the time, but like when Tiny walks in to the dinner, like at every point up to then, you could probably rationalize away, like, oh, these people are eccentric. And then Tiny walks in with his mask and it's just like, oh, 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 something's not right. Time to go. He's <laughs> not Tiny. Hold a thousand candles out. And then, I don't remember why Otis said it, but I love that he said, stay still or I'm going to make you eat your intestines. To someone? Oh, that's when he's oh, like, no. you make a noise when I take the gag That's out. what yeah. it was, yeah. to the, to the girl. she yeah. immediately asked a fucking question. I don't think so. I thought the same thing. Yeah. I was like, that's a noise, Please girl. let me go. Nope, oh, that counts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that kind of fit for the character, because she was the one that was just being um, needlessly, rude. yeah, just aggressive toward their hosts. Agreed. The entire Agreed. time they were Agreed. in the house. And you know, and uh, when she got released by Tiny... And then Otis caught her and brought her different back girl. in. That's the other girl. Was that a different girl? That's the other girl. Oh, That's well, it. shit. See, I can't tell the difference between them. But anyways, that girl Sexist. got thrown into the pit of skanks, and, and we never went back to the pit of skanks, though. Oh, and they were going after her? It's yeah. like, what are they, what are they doing? Look, what, what happened there? Yeah, it felt like a Bram Stoker's nod, yeah, but they didn't do anything with it. Yeah, it was like... It was the same as the, uh, the the people that came out of the mud pit and, like, ripped open the thing and yeah. took uh, Hardwick. Took Chris Hardwick, yeah. And then they were like, all right, fuck it, we're done. Yeah. We're good. So, I, and I think at the time I was like, oh, they must just be kept down there to like eat people. But really, those are the collectors for Dr. Satan. Yeah. Because they instantly took him to the chair. Well, and the, when you see him later, he's in the chair getting mm-hmm. his, his brain screwed out. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to make another uh, Rick and Morty reference, but it's like the cat, the talking cat, right? <laughs> Don't think too much about it. It's, you know, anything that you can think of or that you even don't dive too deeply in is going to be more disturbing in your mind than what they could show you, so... I just want to have fun. Are, are we talking about Squanch? 
No, 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 that's Squatch. Who's the, the talking cat? The talking cat. Talking cat. He goes to, he goes to Florida Gary. with Jerry. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, 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 okay. Why can you talk? Hey, don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, within all this, we have the introduction of the, the two cops, which is one of them is Walton Goggins, who is phenomenal in everything he's ever been in. And he's a dick right off the bat, and he gets punished for it almost immediately. Yeah. Like those guys are in this movie for what fifteen minutes tops. tops yeah. And the other guy is a uh, old B movie actor, and Goggins. This is one of his first. We were talking about some mm-hmm. of his original mm-hmm. stuff, and the fact that he was kind of a dick going into it, and then he just gets executed. That execution <laughs> sequence, oh, where you have to wait for it. You, you, I mean, <laughs> you've got to wait. <laughs> And I'm, I'm assuming that he did it so that you're like, well, maybe he's not going to do- kill him and it'll save him for something. And then finally you get that shot. Which is like a firework being let off behind his head. Yeah, it <laughs> went the wrong direction. <laughs> the smoke went like to the left. It's like a bottle rocket straight out of the back of his head. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, all right. Yeah. Low budget. I get it. Which again, I was like, uh... well, first of all, that sequence in particular where they open the shed and all the women are in there and then it starts playing the music yeah i thought that was a terrible sequence I oh, thought, really? I, that didn't work at all i felt like and that's one where it's like you know i could tell rob zombie cared about that sequence because i feel like if you didn't you could watch that and pretty quickly figure out that this isn't working you know there's they find the thing uh, they find all the all the corpses back there, and then he radios in to his partner inside. Mm-hmm. But there's no like there's no like serious beat right there to like let it breathe. And and oh, that's a moment of tension where it's like you know they've got the slow mo right, but nothing else is right. Where it's like oh maybe maybe they'll actually get out of this. I think I think that's why well and and maybe that's just my different perspective is like the music sets it like okay this is where we're going to have a sequence of of impact because that is the cavalry that has come and instantly as soon as the music starts and they radio then he then she then mama firefly kills him yeah. and it's like all right these are the guys that are going to save them and they just they're all done and i see it another way where this is the point of the film where we're no longer following these innocent kids we are now switching over to it's the firefly family's movie now and they have fun with death and they see it as a a game and in my mind that's the the switch over to okay now it's their movie as opposed to the kids in the car movie maybe but in that case what i would have wanted to see from the end of that where the slow motion to the execution, you know, it it hangs around so long waiting for you to kill that cop. I would have liked a cutback where he pulls the gun away. He goes, nah, I'll, yeah, it's okay. And he's just like, and he toys with him for a little bit where he pretends like he's not going to kill him maybe. And then he goes, no, wait, change my mind. Shoot him. And, and you shoot him real quick. Like a comedy beat right there to show the, the them having fun. You're silly. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. No, I, I, I could see that, but I, I honestly, I, I thought the tension as well, like, with it being, like, at least a 10-second wait on whether it happens or it doesn't. And it's like, I thought the same thing. I was like, all right, so Otis is just going to, like, make this guy his newest fish boy and, like, do something with it. But, nope, don't, don't yeah. care about the cops. They're gone. Now it's, I completely agree with Rob that it's like, at that point, it's no longer about who's going to live, who's going to... It's like building the characters up for this is the Firefly flam- family, and now we see it from their perspective. And everything else from them, from then on, is the family is in control of every single part of it. Because before that, you have them trying to escape and everything else. At this point, there's no there's no saving grace for anyone for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, from there... And I did skip one line that I really liked where Walton Goggins is walking into the house with the dad and he goes he opens the door and there's a dog and he almost shoots it and he's like well there was this Cocker Spaniel one time and it had big teeth and it almost bit off my pinky toe <laughs> I'm not getting Mayberry with this shit <laughs> uh, but but after that I mean you have they kill in that sequence they kill Goggins they kill the sheriff and they shoot the dad in the back 
And then the next thing we see is Otis wearing the dad's face and chest, chest, coming down the, you know, who's your daddy lines, yeah. going up to the girl who's with the daughter. <laughs> I think the most fucked up sequence of the whole movie. I think that's, that's the one that like, and I think to to the point earlier of like, oh, comedy is a bit harder than horror, and I think the the easiest way to make horror. Um, impactful is what you don't see when you um, are imagining what's there that's like the classic horror thing that's the Hitchcock way about it but that is the opposite of Grindhouse so Rob Zombie actually if he's following his homage you know blueprint he doesn't have that in his tool chest in fact Grindhouse is the opposite you see everything you have to see all of it the whole thing and that and so I agree that that sequence with the daddy is funny like the whole entrance is funny and then like he's like Kissing his daughter, or like, uh, then it's just like, okay, this is the most grotesque. Yeah, this is thing. horrible. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's it's interesting to see that, uh, you know, using human skin like that in different films because we we've seen the same or a very similar thing in uh, Midsummer, which well was true, yeah, too long ago. You know, it, it pops up and it always has a slightly different impact, but it's always really disturbing. Yeah. Well, and we just saw it in Terrifier. Yeah. Uh, where they wore he wore this sister's skin. Well, there's actually a moment I, I think where she's delirious and she's like, "Daddy," and is like, "Oh, that's my actual dad," and yeah. then realizes, "Oh, you skinned my dad." Yeah. And Otis yeah. pulls the jaw down so he can stick his tongue out through the dad's yeah. mouth, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's the part where you're like, Ugh. taking it too far. I think that was just the scene that proved Rain Wilson wasn't the only one who needed glasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think after the scalping, I don't think that Chris Hardwick opens his eyes the rest of the movie. I, I, yeah, he's, I don't think he does either. Constantly, uh... Also, right before the scalping, uh, Baby comes in, Sherry Moon, she opens the door and she goes, Hey, poopy pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those where it's comedic and then immediately horrible. Mm-hmm. Also, d- did you guys enjoy the fact that uh, the thing that seemed to disturb him the most was when she started just clipping his hair a little bit? Yeah, she's like, he's yeah. like, no, stop, please. <laughs> <laughs> not, not my locks. I don't want bangs. <laughs> <laughs> and from there we go, and they're in the bunny suits at this point, and we have the 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 dump into the tunnel. Well, the walkout to the dump, yeah. I think, is a very important scene. That's true, that's true. I, and, and in fact, if you want to say that the execution of the cops and killing the cavalry, that's kind of Rob Zombie, if you hadn't caught it at that point, being like, this walkout is now the parade of the Firefly family, and this is the rest of the movie. Yeah, and it's almost, it feels like tradition. Like, they've done this so I many agree. times. Completely this agree. is Completely This agree. is something they do. Every Halloween. Every Halloween, yeah. Yeah. With that many corpses, I would say every Saturday night. But. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless they're like <laughs> several hundred years old. Yeah, Fuckers been busy. They're, they're limiting themselves to a Halloween night purge. <laughs> so I've got a question for you guys. There were a lot of minions that popped up. Were those things, were they supposed to be alive? Were they, they undead? What, what was going on? Well, I like talking about, about the, in the pit. Yeah. The, yeah. the guy who just, he's just there outside in the in the foyer to pull the door open. Yeah, I like that guy. <laughs> I mean, I feel like those guys were all Dr. Satan's uh, patients and probably lobotomized Agreed. and Agreed. shit like that. Because okay. when you, when she opens that first door and those guys are sitting there watching TV, there's nothing behind their eyes. They're just... Blank. I also think that that scene immediately after where she walks in on that like collection of bones like, yeah. statue is like the best framed shot of the whole movie. And like he doesn't use his other techniques of like constantly moving the camera. He just sits it and lets it like build open and you kind of get a grand because he's below her. So you kind of see it from from an underneath the perspective yeah. and it gives it this grandiose it's thing. It's like a cathedral shot. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a complete change in the lighting, a transition as yep. he does it. Yeah, because yeah, she's been in this like darkly lit cavern and all yep. of a sudden she's in this cathedral of bones. Okay, so before we get into that, when she gets out of the coffin and she's still wearing the bunny suit, an old man in a bunny suit <laughs> comes up. And my first thought, and it's still like my first thought when I see him, is he's somebody they dumped down there and he's just been able to survive somehow. Clearly eating people. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he, and he's like, I need your fucking bunny suit because mine's, mine's wearing away. Mm. Like... I don't know if that was what it was or if it was just a guy that's supposed to take the suit off so they can 
she can be take her the next level outfit for the rest of the movie. But I always think that's somebody they dumped down there, and he's just been able to survive. Yeah, I've got I've got a theory about that guy. Do you believe it? Uh, not really. Um, it's I, I think that's Donnie Darko if, if he lives. <laughs> that's, a, that's where he ends up. This so is an alternate path. alternate universe. Yeah, the spirit path led her, <laughs> led him to her. Yeah, I'll allow it. Look, that looked like it might be where Jake Gyllenhaal's headed. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I think also that the when they went down there into all that, and she comes out, it's a Evil Dead shot where her hand comes Agreed. up. Agreed. Um, and the yeah. the guy chasing her, the the red faced goggle man, he reminded me a lot of the original Bloody Valentine. Oh, I, I yeah, I completely agree. Not the remake. Oh, the re- remake oh, was. Yeah. Fleshy. Obviously, he has like his his flesh exposed. But when yeah. he was like spitting out like goo from yeah. his little mouth hole yeah. thing. Little, That's very Sam Raimi. Yeah. His little butthole mouth from Preacher. Yeah, ass face. Yeah, ass, ass face. face. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You have her pull her hand out, which is one hundred percent Evil Dead. Yeah, and then you have the end is once again a Texas Chainsaw Texas Massacre Chainsaw, homage because sure. it's exactly what happened and where she gets in the truck. And he's out there swinging the yep. thing, you know, or even uh, Friday the Thirteenth, where she's in the canoe and she's safe, and then Jason jumps out of the the lake. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those old school. I made it. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Give you that final that final shot, and they even shot it the same way. Where it was like a slow motion Otis yeah. coming up. Yep. yep. Yeah, or like the end of uh, Piranha, where they're on the boat, and it turns out there are giant piranhas. Like <laughs> one of them jumps up and like what. Just takes the guy's head off. I have not seen the movie for so long. We need to do that one. Maybe next summer. It's a summer movie, right? Uh, yeah. Is it the old one can or the watch, Elizabeth Shue Can we Shoe watch one? it from the pool? Uh, the Elizabeth Shue one is what I'm talking about. Mm. Oh, yeah. With, uh, That's the one from the 80s. Or 70s? What? No, Elizabeth Shue's the new one. Yeah, it was 2000s. Shoe Shoe. That's the remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, remake. that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Okay. You know, featuring Christopher Lloyd... <laughs> It's got Richard Dreyfuss at the beginning. Man, I don't think I've seen the new the remake. Really? Does it have um, big black dude from Dawn of the Dead? Bing Rams. Bing, yeah. Bing Rams. Yeah. Is he in that one? Yeah, he's in it. Uh, and, All right, uh, I remember the trailer. It's actually so fun. Fun fact about that movie that we that we didn't watch tonight is uh, it's got <laughs> Jerry O'Connell. Oh my and god! And he was playing a parody of the guy that um, did Girls Gone Wild, but they, for legal reasons, they couldn't actually come out and say that. So, he when he was in interviews, he was like, yeah, I'm a guy. You're going to recognize who I'm supposed to be. But he couldn't say the name because they knew they would get sued if they did it. Well, wasn't, wow. wasn't the Girls Gone Wild under, uh, like, they were being sued for 20 years or something oh, like sure. that? For all these different people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe recording their sexual assaults. Yeah, yeah I believe yeah. he was <laughs> in prison. He, I think he's in prison. Yeah, right I, th- I think so. Yeah. Uh, there's so there was a, there's a documentary somewhere I was watching that uh, kind of touches on some, like some of those scandals, and that was one of them. And it was interesting to me because one of the cameramen was on there talking about stuff that would go on, trying to make himself sound like a good guy. Mm. I was, was trying it, to get him not working? to go so wild. Was it working? He's like, oh yeah, this guy would just really push him. It's like you. You were a camera guy working for this guy. So Rob Zombie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Obvious music video influences throughout. Tons. Tons of them. All the segs were basically just ripped from Rob Zombie music videos. It was very white zombie, early Rob Zombie. And then even the music, um, I need to go back and look and see if he actually did a lot of the music for the film. Because I know you have the actual song, House of Thousand Corpses. Yeah, he he did. uh, He's trying to do his... uh, Oh, Nailed it, John Fuck. Carpenter. John Carpenter thing. Yeah, except for that one Michelle Branch song, "Making My Way Downtown." <laughs> I don't know if that's Michelle Branch or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, it's not. No, it's not Michelle Branch. Is it that's, Vanessa Carlton? That's Vanessa Carlton. Yeah. Yeah. They're the same person. Mm. Cameron <laughs> actually has never heard music before. <laughs> <laughs> Although there is a great mashup of that song with "Rage Against the Machine." Ooh, yeah. I'll give it a go. Now look up "Rage Against Vanessa Carlton." <laughs> <laughs> and you missed it, David. Uh, I played the Justin Bieber Slipknot mashup the other day. Yeah, uh, Psychosocial Baby. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I might play it at the end of this just so everyone can enjoy it the way I do. <laughs> All right, what else did I miss? Oh, Rob Zombie doesn't have a cameo. I 
for some reason, I remember him being in the movie, but he's definitely not. Yeah, uh, did, did he do a voice or anything in this? Well, that, as we found out in the parental guide, he's one of the missing children. I know him and his brother <laughs> yeah. were that. Yeah, well, I, I was looking. I was looking at the uh, the cast, and he is. He, it says he's uncredited. I think it said doctor's assistant or something. So, so he's just one of the lobotomized. Either that, or maybe, maybe he was the right guy. Oh, that guy's wait. That guy's like a foot taller yeah, than Rod. So. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I do. <laughs> what the fuck? Doctor, <laughs> you have a stroke. One other thing to talk about: Doctor Satan. The creature design was great for him. Yeah, he looked great. I love Doctor Satan with the the cables coming down to hold him like up, yeah. so he Didn't could he actually have, like, needles on his arms and yeah. stuff. Yeah, he, he had hydraulics powering him. Yeah. There's uh, a there's a game called Condemned. Did anyone ever play that? Guess not. Uh, well, that's that. All right. <laughs> well, it but there's villains that have like it's kind of like the old. Uh, you remember the Freddy Krueger when he has exchanges his uh, blades for needles and he's attacking the girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that kind of enemy. Oh. It felt like that to me because he's got the everything's like kind of sewn into his skin. Yeah. And he's using it as he goes, like it's all part of him. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I don't know. I thought I thought it was thought it was good. He kind of looked reminded me a little bit of a spider. You know, uh, all right. With all the shit. You want to you, you make the, a uh, Superman movie? The King of the Kingdom from <laughs> Fury Road. Like I definitely got that vibe, especially how he's wearing the mm. oxygen mask. Oh yeah. What's yeah. that guy's name? Fuck, I can't remember. Phil. Phil from <laughs> Fury Road. Yeah, yeah. The guy that like gives the water. I know. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually one of the original villains from the old Mad Max movies that they oh, really? recast. Okay. Yep. He was the bad guy in the first film. Mm. So what, what do you bet, um, and I've already forgotten his name, surprise, uh, what do you bet that the, the guy that wore the bear hood is the one that has to set all that stuff up and like replace cables when they snap? Oh, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So RJ's definitely got a long fucking day ahead of him after yeah. that. I'm going to have to shore up the whole fucking mind that... Rufus Jr. Red Rufus Skull took down. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got to do everything. Oh, I, I think man. that guy keeps it running. He, we really do need that that Charlie work episode with him. Yeah, I think I think it all needs to be first person, a single shot of him just doing like meth and coke, running around like oh fuck Halloween's coming. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, gotta, I would say more meth and bush light. Uh, I got you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He was pretty. He was pretty jacked. Yeah. Well, if it's Texas, maybe Perlite. Yeah. Uh, PBR maybe. Yeah. He's uh, he's the guy who actually knitted the sweater for. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. He also uh, put Otis in the uh, old man daddy suit. Mm. You know, he helped him. He's like, sew me up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I still love this movie for what it is. It's a very cheap. I say cheap. It was it was made. For very little money, yeah, it well, looks great. What was the budget? Very for cost it? effective. I'd be interested to see what the budget actually was. Uh, I mean, this one just like I know Devil's Rejects was made for like six million, and the opening weekend it made seventeen million. I don't know what this one did. I, I bet it's less than six million. Uh, it had to have doubt. been, yeah. But it looked so good. It still looks great. It holds up phenomenally. Well, he definitely used. It's all practical. He used that blue and that red filter. A lot, fucking lot to yeah. cover up for. I, I mean, I would guess that they really didn't have a lighting guy. That they did the lighting themselves because that that's one of the things that hurt the movie. We well, also did his thunder kiss, uh, reverse negative yeah, yeah, shots yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, of the time. Yeah, yeah, seven million. Seven million. Oh wow, okay. which is wow. high compared to some of the others. Like Devil's Rejects was seven. Three from Hell was three. Thirty-one and Lords of Salem, one and a half million. Well, oh but, my god! Which I can which see. Lords of Salem Lords did of not Salem. have a lot going on. In no, it. not a lot no. of sets actually. Well, they did most of thirty-one in a warehouse. Okay, you said you hadn't seen that one yet, right? I haven't, I haven't thirty-one, known. I would think, would have more of a budget than Lords of Salem, though. Yeah, but they did it all in a warehouse. And actually, it was, it was also crowdfunded. Uh huh. I know because true. I paid. You said this one was six million. Seven. 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 Okay, so probably six of that seven was spent on dolls. <laughs> and maybe no, uh, you know, buying out that hot tub. And Rain Wilson, because he was starting the office. <laughs> no, Rain Wilson gave up his paycheck so they could get Chris Hardwick in this film. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all worse off for it. 
Chris I, I, I definitely think that if you are interested in Rob Zombie's filmography starting here, there's nowhere better to start. Absolutely. This. this is not just like, okay, so now that you've seen some of his bigger budget ones, which we just said is not bigger budget. But anyway, I've seen some of his later movies, like going back to the back catalog, I would actually recommend just start with this one because then it makes a lot of other things make sense. And He's definitely grown as a, as right. a director and filmographer. The right. way he shoots, the way he, he does a lot of the lighting is very different. Everything post House of Thousand Corpses. Agreed. Well, and I think it has a lot of those same qualities of like going to Tarantino and Reservoir Dogs, like clear homage to the movies that the director really enjoyed right. and is making. That's the same way that this one is like, hey man, somebody gave me some money, so I'm just going to make a movie that I want to watch kind yeah. of thing. And like, I think it definitely, to your point, it holds up. But also you can see a clear evolution throughout the rest of his filmography. But at the same time, it distinctly connects to his musical background like so much very feels much. like a music yep. video in fact even the like the smoke filled parade of family firefly like that that seems like it's I mean, out of a music when video. your music is technically a, a haunted house show it makes sense to connect to this American and and to your i wanted to make a movie that i wanted to watch that's the first book i ever finished was a book i wanted to read you know it was for me right and then you get Okay, what can I do better? What can I do better? What can I do better? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Zombie is one of those guys that if you go from this all the way to I would say the first Halloween, dramatic difference in how he directs and and how he pushes different narratives because the narratives in this were very weak. Agreed, and I think I think another um, clear connection you could have to Rob Zombie as a filmmaker to Tarantino is just a voracious like consumer of film media like i remember his mtv cribs he like literally had like three thousand movies on like 18 different media forms i was just like do you have your own like 1930s projector to watch the show he does that guy has seen every horror movie ever made i'm jealous of his home theater oh yeah he's a is the best one I ever saw on Cribs because he's got life-size Alien and Predator yeah. on either side of the door going Ugh. in the theater, and it's phenomenal. Absolutely. He also has a skull chandelier in his dining room, a black skull chandelier. <laughs> Fantastic. Classy guy. I'm, I'm trying, guys. Probably the only white guy with dreads that I would probably want to hang out with. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they sure need to follow it up man. with uh, Devil's Rejects. I, I do want to watch Devil's Rejects now. Chris, you got anything? He's still asleep. All right. Well, that was House of Thousand Corpses. Thanks for listening. Talking with words. RobGilchristBooks.com. Go get my books, Tides, Saturn, all that fun stuff. Hey, Cameron, thanks for flying in from Australia to do this for us. Just for you, baby. It was (laughs) enjoyable. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you. Oh, God damn it. I forgot about Skeletron. Skeletron. Are we recording?